Good morning, 953 Jams listeners. You're listening to It's Debatable with attorney Nianza L. Moore. Tune in bright and early every Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. for all the caffeine you need. Join me on the TuneIn app, the Waze app, Radio Box, and Xeno Radio to 953 Jams. Follow me and watch live on Facebook at Nianza L. Moore and on Instagram at Nianza L. Moore. Now here's your host, the Fly Esquire, attorney Nianza L. Moore on 953 Jams. tell you something and you have to hear me well I am so sick to death of hearing how the Jews have their feelings hurt the Jews don't want you saying anything anti-semitic there are two semitic languages you cannot be and are you against the language that Jesus spoke huh are you against that so you anti-Semitism? No, just call it what it is. The Jews want everybody to think that they're so wonderful when they're not. The Israelis want you to think that they are justified in the cause when they are not. Let me tell you something about what colonizers do. All right. So if you look at the apartheid system that has been set up by the Jewish colonizers, the Israeli colonizers, the Israeli colonizers have instituted an apartheid system in Palestine. And what they've done is this and how they do it is in this manner. They go in, take over another group of people. When the people fight back, they call them terrorists. Hamas, the organization, is not a terrorist organization. Let me repeat that. You want to get mad? Get mad. The Hamas organization is not a terrorist organization. And I broke it down to my daughter this morning like this. Well, if you have your car and you're driving your car and you happen to be an Uber driver and you're not taking any fares right now, And somebody just jumps in your car, puts a gun to your head and says, get the F out of the car and takes it over. And you decide you don't want to get out of the car. And what they didn't know was that you had your cousin hiding in the trunk of the car. Okay, you're you're scared. You're a Palestinian. So it's your car. But the Jew with the Uzi jumped inside your car. But what they didn't realize was that your cousin had an Uzi and your cousin is named Hamas and your cousin is hiding in the trunk of your car. So while you're driving scared with the Jew that has the Uzi to your head, you're driving scared. You're thinking, I've been driving for the last 55 years scared with an Uzi to my head. And now the Jew who's jumped into my ride share brought around 50 more Jews to jump into my ride share to stick Uzis to my head and say they're taking over my car and they want me to ride in the hood of the car. Well, guess what? After 50 years, my cousin decided we've had enough. And guess what? The cousin with the Uzi decides to blow everybody away in the car. There was only two Jews with Uzis left. So they only got to get rid of five Jews with Uzis. But the cousin was labeled a terrorist by the Jew with the original Uzi. So who's the terrorist, ladies and gentlemen? Hamas could never be a terrorist. Let me tell you the reason why I say that. And maybe if you're having a weird feeling about what I've just said, you need to swallow it down, regurgitate it, throw it back up and then process it one more time. You know how cows vomit up there. They have four different stomachs, so they vomit up all their food. They digest it like four or five times. Do the same thing as the cow. Chew it up and regurgitate it. Then think about what I said and let it marinate a minute. Okay, you cannot be a terrorist when you're defending your territory by any means necessary. 
period. So propaganda is putting the terrorist label on the people that own the land and putting the name victim on the people that have the Uzi that are trying to get you off your land. That's how I want to segue you into this colonizer state because there is a mental mind F fill in the blank. There's a mental mind F that has to go on. If you are a people that is in the, I'm going to throw out a number. You are a million people. A million is a good round number. There's a million people that live on block a, They've been living there since God put them there in ancient times on block A. Now, the million people have been living off the soil on the land that God gave them. So they don't need war machines. They don't need Uzis. That's their divine right to live on the land. They've never had any problem until the white Europeans decided. I'm talking about Winston Churchill and the Brits and all those that preceded him, you know, and that blood, blood, lust, Henry Kissinger, all those Brits and all those Europeans before him that all decided that they were going to give Israel some land over in Palestinian territory. So I would call the Brits the terrorist who set up the new terrorist, the Israelis, to, to go to overtake a free nation. The Palestinians. So don't tell me about terrorism. Don't tell me about whose feelings are hurt. I don't want to see another reconciliation, reunification video about any of these Jews being reunited. Because let me tell you what just came out in the New York Times just yesterday. The New York Times has just revealed that Benjamin Netanyahu knew a full year in advance that Hamas was going to strike on October the 7th at 630 in the morning. A full year in advance. So what that tells you, if you look at what the devil does... And what Hitler does, Benjamin Netanyahu is playing Hitler's playbook to a T. He is the new Hitler. The Jew is the new Hitler. Because guess what? They realize that what Hitler did actually worked. When Hitler first came into power, if you recall from my other prior lectures on this subject matter, Hitler, when he first was elected, knew that he had to figure out a way to make it a one state party. Not a two, not not like two 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 parties. Not a two party system. Um, I'm, I'm a unicameral. Unicameral meaning just one party, not bicameral. So two is bi. Y'all get it? I'm not trying to take you all the way back, but anyway, you know what I mean. So Hitler wanted to change it from bi to uni. So he was like, okay, I became the president legitimately. So what I need to do now is figure out a way. Figure out a way to make it look like my enemies are terrorists against the state. So what did Hitler do? Hitler bombed the capital of Germany. Yes. Four or five days later after taking office, he's all got the fanfare. Everybody's clapping. Oh, Hitler's a new president. We love him. We love him. We love him. Everybody's happy. The losing party, which would have been the Democrats, the losing party is like, well, we got to take our marbles and go home because we lost. Well, when they reconvened, they were like, okay, we got to figure out a way. What can we do to get him up? Out of office next year. Well, Hitler's like, uh-uh, because I already know what that was coming down the line. I want to be president for life like Donald Trump is in the future. President for life. So what does somebody who wants to be president for life do? Well, they blow up the Capitol to fake like the Democrats did it. So then they will say now that we are under threat from the Democrats. I'm using the Democrats, but really it was the other Nazi. It was the other party that was against the Nazis. Now that we have a threat, they blew up the Capitol because they're so mad that we won. And since they're so mad that we won, now we need to arrest and jail all of the people in the opposing party. 
because they are terrorists. They blew up our state capital. And now because they're terrorists, we need to execute them, jail them, banishment and terminate that entire Democratic Party. And that's exactly what Hitler did. And Hitler was able to do this and run this through roughshod because the people in his party were like, oh, my gosh, they are terrorists. They blew up the Capitol. They just want to kill us. They wish somebody was in there. But the reality was there were bombs already placed in there by Hitler's people the night before. So when the Capitol blew up, the people were so the people were so stressed and so shocked about the Capitol blowing up that they were willing to listen to anything that Hitler said. Well, let me tell you something. When Netanyahu was facing prison time last year, do y'all remember that? When he was facing prison time last year and the, the, the court system said, you know what? Your butt is guilty. You're a fraudster. You're a criminal. You've done war crimes. You've done everything wrong. You need to not be in power. We need to get you out of here. What they do, next thing you know, Benjamin Netanyahu gets reelected and says, ah, now I'm going to rewrite the court system and eliminate the Supreme Court. Oh, okay. So now welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to Hitlerville. Netanyahu. So now Netanyahu, according to the New York Times, was very, very well aware of exactly what was going to be going on with this phased out um, terrorist attack by Hamas. They knew a year in advance. He had all the information. What he wanted to do was to ensure that everybody was so pissed around the world that we all decided to buy into the claim that Hamas was full of terrorists. Hamas is full of terrorists. All they want to do is obliterate. And they wanted to get licensed to go in and kill women and children and innocent men that had nothing to do with the war. That's what they wanted to do. So Netanyahu figured out a way to deflect from his ability to kill um, Hamas and say, you know what? I just want to kill them ad nauseum. I want to obliterate everything. And since I know that they're planning an attack on October the 7th, I'm just going to go ahead and let them do the attack. And at that moment when all the Jews are pissed off, then I'll say, well, now we need to retaliate by any means necessary and obliterate all the Hamas and Palestinians. And now he's claiming that he's going to go into every country looking for the Hamas terrorists that are not terrorists at all. You're not a terrorist if you're defending your own land that you own. And you're tuned in to It's Debatable with Attorney Nyanza Elmore on 953 Jams. All right, now we're going to go back to colonizers. Colonialism is basically when a country comes and takes over another country and their people and forces them to basically be a slave to them, taking over their way of living, their language, their education, every aspect of their lives, the way they dress, basically coming and telling them, you're no longer, you're no longer African, you're French. You're no longer black, you're Canadian. You're no longer an Indian, you're an American. So I want to play you some sound of how it is that you can wrap your head around what it would feel like to be colonized. It's very difficult for Westerners to believe that because when a people becomes colonized, the first thing they do is to strip you of your own culture and impose that of their own to be able to manipulate you much better. So you're hearing that from an African woman and, you know, you will. And she was, of, of course, from a colonized um, country. There, there were not very many places in Africa that weren't colonized. But you're hearing that. And, you know, the colonial rule was brutal, violent, murderous. It was an apartheid system. There are still places that are colonized today. 
If you go to Bermuda, you can see the British colonizers still all the way colonized Bermudans. The Bermudans hate the white people there. I'm telling you because I went to Bermuda. They told me they can't stand the white folks there. That is their country. And I'm going to give you, just in case you weren't here for the first part of the war series, when I gave you the definition, colonialism, colonialism defined by the dictionary offers a few definitions, but I like the colonialism definition offered by Jurgen Osterham's colonialism book called A Theoretical Overview, where he says, colonialism is the existence of colonies, which are by definition governed differently from other territories, such as protectorates or informal spheres of influence. Colonialism is a relationship between an indigenous or forcibly imported majority you hear that forcibly imported if you look back at the history of africa and idi amin you may not remember idi amin led uganda in that time before idi amin came in uganda had been colonized and there were so many foreigners that had been input poured into uganda that idi amin said hold on now that i've taken over get all the white people out of here send everybody home if you are not a Ugandan African, give up those businesses, give up that land, give up those houses, take your colonizing butts back to your countries, get out of here. For everything that you've ever heard about Idi Amin, that he was a terrorist, that he was this horrible person. No, sir. That is what the terrorist colonizers, white people want you to remember about Idi Amin. Don't believe the hype. Idi Amin did more for the black Ugandans than any other person in Africa at the time. He basically did a roundup. He said, down with colonizers. Get the hell out of my country. Uganda for the Ugandans. He rounded them up, put it on planes. He sent every white person back to whatever British colony they came from. He sent the Indians back to India. At the time, there were like over a half, there was like almost a half a million Indians living in Uganda. I'm talking about India, British colonialized Indians. India, uh, you know, red dot, not feather. Sorry about that, but it's what it is. But he had them all shipped out and said, you know what? Give the black people the land that was stolen from them. Colonize South Africa. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The white people there have a problem now because after apartheid was over, the black people said, give us back all the land that you stole from us. So the forcibly people, the people that forcibly took over the land from the indigenous people. I'm going to give you some sound from Ugandan's president, okay, that you need to hear. It's time to acknowledge openly that much of Europe and the United States have been built from the vast wealth harvested from the sweat, tears, blood, and horrors of the transatlantic slave trade and the centuries of colonial exploitation. Maybe we should also admit that it cannot be easy to build confident and prosperous societies from nations that for centuries have their natural resources looted and their peoples traded as commodities. For centuries, the world has been unwilling and unable to confront the realities of the consequences of the slave trade. But gradually, this is changing, and it is time to bring the subject of reparations firmly to the fore. Granted, the current generations are not the ones that engage in the slave trade, but that grant in human enterprise was state-sponsored and deliberate. 
and its benefits are clearly interwoven with the present-day economic architecture of the nations that designed and executed it. Reparations. So you are hearing the president of Uganda talk about the effects of colonialism. It's an act of terrorism. Colonialism is terrorism. What Hamas did is defense. Okay? The defense. You're trying to recapture land that they're trying to steal from you? That's defense. Colonialism, apartheid, is terrorism. Don't let the Western propaganda confuse you into thinking that people that look like you are terrorists just because they're trying to protect their own territory. If white people in South Africa understand that they stole all the land, they stole 27 years of the life of their would-be President Nelson Mandela only because they labeled him as a terrorist. Mandela was labeled as a terrorist because he spoke out against the apartheid system. If you look back in the black and white footage when Mandela was a young man, he was fighting the colonizers from day one. Mandela was basically a Black Panther living in South Africa ready to go to arms. He was telling them to stand up for their right. He was telling them, just like Malcolm X was saying in the the 50s and the 60s, for black people to stand up and fight for themselves. When the Black Panther rose up and was providing school lunches, after-school care, education, bus rides, transportations, job security, and when HBCUs were on the rise, that was the Black Panther stepping up to help the black man in America who was colonized over here to be more American after he was brought from Africa. He was colonized by people who were already colonized the Indians here. So when you think about it, the Black Panther was the Hamas for the black man. Mandela and the freedom fighters in South Africa were the Hamas in South Africa. They were fighting against the apartheid system and colonizers. So when the white Europeans across the world label brown people, black people, yellow people, red people as terrorists, let's talk about the original terrorists. The original terrorist is the white European. They will always be the original terrorists because the original terrorists terrorized every other country around the world in the global slave trade. They terrorized the black people. They terrorized some of the Spanish. They terrorized everybody around the world and then set up camp in those countries. And when the people in those countries had a few in that sect that were about it, they were able to save some pots and pans, some hot grease, some grits, and some Uzis and stash them somewhere waiting for a day where they could rise up. When they rose up, then the terrorist white colonizers felt offended, saying, oh, they're rising up. They need to be put down by any means necessary. Put down for what? Put down for trying to take back the land or put down for trying to take you off the land that they already owned, inherently given to them by God, by placement. Okay? By placement. Europe is centered and built on the worst soil, number one, the worst weather climates, rainy, foggy, smoggy. They don't grow any crops. Their import-export game was whack. So all they did was take their ships all around the world, rape and pillage other countries, colonize other countries, enslave black people, and then reap the benefits of it. They are still reaping the benefits today of what the 
the mass terrorism they committed across the world. The Israelis are now doing the same mass terrorism to the Palestinians. Nazis and, and Germany did mass terrorism around Europe. And guess what? The Brits didn't like it. The Poles didn't like it. The French didn't like it. And after Nazi Germany rolled over France, what the French do when they got a little bit of NATO behind them and got some help and got liberated when the United States stepped into the war after December 7th? Yeah, it's about to be December 7th. It's about to be the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. That's the only reason why we got into the war was because the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor on December 7th in 1941. So the reality is that whenever one colonizer country is in trouble... The other colonizer countries have their backs. That's why Joe Biden has the backs of the Israelis and he's okay with bombing little women and children in hospitals. Joseph Biden is okay with that. So if you're voting for Joseph Biden, you're voting for genocide. Yeah. And I don't care what you say because I'm an independent. I refuse. I will not. I will not be voting for Joseph Biden so long as he keeps on saying be pro Israel and that the West stands with Israel. Which part of the West are you talking about, Joe Biden? Hmm? Because the I part of we of this West is not pro-Israel. The I part of we is pro-Hamas. Thank you for watching this episode of It's Debatable with Attorney Nianza Elmore.